Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 for zion's sake i will not keep silence for zion's sake i'll not hold my peace welcome to for zion's sake your hosts for this program are shelly and june volk Jewish believers burdened to see the church come into its fullness and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as their Messiah, Savior of the world, and the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. And if you've been with us earlier this week, you know we're talking about fruit that glorifies God. Glory is a, is a heavenly word, Junie, and it's so hard to describe, and yet what's beautiful about God is he wants us to be part of his life in such a deep way that our fruit, the fruit that we can bear, will bring glory to the name of Jesus. We spoke out of Matthew 5.16, which said, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So our life and what we are about can actually cause other people to see our works and glorify God. And really, Shelley, that work is the work of God because Jesus, being the light of the world, when he lives in our heart and we allow that light to shine, that is the light and the life that bears the fruit. So it's really... Uh, God's fruit yes, Lord. and people will look at us and see his life when we allow his life to be lived in and through our life. Amen. We spent a little time in John chapter 15 where Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. And in John fifteen eight, it says, By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. So, We're talking about how we can bear fruit that will glorify God. And amongst those verses that we read, Shelley, about the vine and the branches, it also says that God said, without me, you can do nothing. So again, we point out that the fruit that is being um, born through our life is really the fruit of the Son of God who lives in our heart when we're born again. Amen. And it's interesting, Junie, throughout Scripture we see the comparison between a, a tree planted in, in by streams of water and a believer who bears much fruit. We saw that in Psalm 1. Then we went to Jeremiah 17, verses 7 and 8, where fruitfulness is linked to our trusting the Lord. When we trust Him and live and move and have our being in Him, we bear fruit that will bring glory to God. We also uh, saw the scriptures in Psalm 92, verses 12 to 14, where righteousness is a key to bearing fruit. 
And it's a promise of God that if we live rightly before the Lord, we will yield fruit even in our old age. So, Junie, let's uh, turn today to a very important aspect of this uh, subject. That's the parable in Matthew chapter 13 about the seed and the sower, which really will highlight this. So if you have your Bibles, turn with us to Matthew chapter 13. We're going to look at beginning of verse 3 and show the relationship between fruit and bringing glory to God. Matthew 13, beginning at verse 3. And he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell upon the rocky places where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. And others fell on the good soil and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Junie, this is an incredible portion of Scripture, and I pray that we could speak about it in such a way that each one of our listeners will be edified and challenged. Okay, so the, the disciples said, what does this mean? So go with us in the same chapter, Matthew 13, and he'll give an explanation of these four examples of seed going into the soil. Matthew 13, beginning at verse 18. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the, the road. Junie, this seems so vital because if we don't ask the Lord for understanding when we read his word, we're going to see we're very vulnerable because Satan will see that and he'll snatch away the word that was already put in the heart. But we need understanding. We need discernment. We need the Lord to explain his word to us. I think of the verse that says, Junie, the Holy Spirit is our best teacher and we have to allow the Holy Spirit to interpret and teach us the word of God. And along with that thought, Shelley, we're encouraged in Proverbs to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding. So God is altogether different than we are. So I think you're absolutely right by encouraging our listeners and for you and me, Shelley, to always remember to ask the Lord for his understanding in a matter or for his understanding that he might open up our eyes to see his word as it's meant to be. Amen. Amen. All right, let's go to verse 20. God's going to explain the second example. And the one on whom seed was sown on the rocky places, this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary. And when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. Junie, this is such an appropriate word for the time and the age that we're living in. Because if we're not rooted in the word and we get excited and immediately uh, we're, we're filled with joy, if there's no root, that word is not going to stay in our heart 
and immediately we're going to fall away when things get difficult. And we're living in difficult times. And you know what strikes me with that verse also, Shelley, is rocky soil. And we re- really need to remember what is the new covenant that God will give us a new heart. Yes. A, a heart of flesh. And he will write his law in our hearts, not like on Mount Sinai when he wrote his law on stone. So the need to be born again and uh, the, uh, in, the information that we just gave to our listeners, Shelley, to not lean on our own understanding but to cry out to God that in being born again and living out of the new heart yes, that Jesus. God put within us to um, allow then the uh, rocky soil, which is really in our old life, is our old heart, Shelley, which is like a heart of stone. But now God has given us a new heart. So I encourage every listener that if you don't know the Lord, ask him to come into your heart, to give you a new heart, and to write his law on your heart that you might be his people and he might be your God. That really is the new covenant, Shelley, that enables us to live in a right way before God that we might bear fruit. It's interesting, Junie, that it says if the word isn't rooted in our heart, when persecution comes, we're going to fall away. Yet we know uh, in uh, Matthew chapter 5, the Word of God says, Blessed are you when men cast insults at you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For so they persecuted the prophets and who were before you. So again, if the Word is not rooted in us and persecution comes, May we remember these verses and not fall away and not turn our backs to God. But we are blessed when that happens and we'll only be blessed if the word is rooted in our hearts. And it's so important to remember that Jesus is the word made flesh. Hallelujah, yes. And he is also now uh, the son of God in the sense that after his resurrection, he um, became not the son of man that he came uh, with and was birthed through Mary, but he really became the son of God in his resurrected life. And that is the word that comes into our heart when we ask Jesus into our heart that will enable us to even recognize and see that we can rejoice and be glad when we suffer for righteousness' sake. For the righteous yes, one. Lord, and yes. it really is through the righteous one's life in us that enables us to stand in that day because it's not a human thing, Shelley, to rejoice if you're being persecuted. I mean, that would, that would um, depress a natural man. But in the spirit, it can enable us through the life of the Messiah in us to stand in that day and rejoice. Really. So, Junie, we see even these two examples. There's so much instruction for us. And again, as we've said so often on this program, because of the day and the age that we're living in, the two examples given should speak to us. And if we, our lives need correction, please, we want to encourage you to attend to that correction. For example, 
as we said, if, if we do not understand the Word of God, and the natural man cannot understand the Word of God, we need the Holy Spirit to open up the understanding. Like you said before, we can't lean on our own understanding. We're going to be led astray. We need the understanding that comes from God. It says in Proverbs, with all thy getting, get understanding. It's not our understanding, it's God. And of course, the second example that we just read, and we're not going to get to the third and fourth until tomorrow, but we need to see that when trouble comes, and trouble will come, we cannot turn away from God. The only thing we can rely on when persecution or difficult times that come is the Word of God. Let that Word, as, June, as you said before, Junie, become flesh in us. Let it become the essence, the very core of our lives. And, Shelley, if we feel ourselves weary or falling or frightened or turning away, Lord. that is the time that we need to cry out to God. Yes, Lord. To, um, just like the disciples did, Lord, I believe, help me in my unbelief. God is there when we cry out to him because he desires to be glorified in our life and to cause us to bear much fruit. Hallelujah. I think of the words that says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Let that word just be the essence of your life. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you want to sow good seed, the word of God, yes, even in the depths of our you, hearts, Lord. the rich soil of our lives, yes, that Lord. we might stand when the Lord appears. Bless every one of our listeners in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. For Zion's sake. On behalf of For Zion's Sake, Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to contact Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. Until next time, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program has been sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.